We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Thursday morning edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Jeffrey Wright here with you. Jeffrey coming up on the Campbell Clinic Hotline. More on that in a second. Ole Miss and Penn State Saturday, 11 a.m. Central. From Atlanta for the uh, Peach Bowl. Neil has coverage of that all week. We appreciate Southern Heating and Air, Comer uh, Heating and Air for their sponsorship, their partnership with uh, the bowl game coverage. You can find more information about them and all the written content that is online at rebelgrove.com. And remember, all podcasts in MPW Digital presented by Twisted T as well. The Oxford Exxon's on Highway 6 West in Oxford. Go in the beer cave, pick up your uh, alcohol for Saturday's game if you're Headed out town, if you um, are just sitting around the house for the bowl game this weekend, go in, stop in, pick up what you need there at the Oxford Exxon. They got the lunch specials, five sixty nine every single day. A couple sides, bread, any size, fountain drink, and more. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio, 662-257-1900. That's in Amory, Mississippi. Corey wants to be your truck guy, wants to be your car guy. He's right there on Highway 25. You give him a call, get you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. No matter where you are in the process, Corey will help you out. Also, uh, as we said, Jeffrey joining on the Campbell Clinic Hotline. They are now in Oxford for all your orthopedic needs. So give them a call. Tell them we sent you there with the uh, Campbell Clinic Hotline. Jeffrey, you uh, on dad duty this week. You, 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 had, you had your first Christmas, but at the age that you are, you've got all the good ones still to go. This is going to be your worst Christmas in a while. Yeah, but it, we did set the tone. Uh, the, entire, the entire enterprise is all about her. Like, <laughs> like we we did we did set the we set the standard for what is to come because you gotta remember she's Aaliyah's an only child so she's literally the only grandchild. Ooh, so yeah, so you start so, so, off. So, so age was not a detriment to the festivities this week, is what you're no, saying. No, age was not a detriment. It's just everyone is everyone is letting us know this is exactly where this is headed. This is all about her. Uh, which I, I'm fine with. I had a pretty good run. Um, my only problem is it's the amount of, tr- like, you know, we we do Christmas morning at my parents' house, and then we drive to Batesville, 
And then we had to drive all the way back to my parents' house to do, uh, like, for us to open presents for mm-hmm. that. And it's just like, man, that's a lot of driving around for just for when I just really don't want to be driving around. There is something, and, I, and I've gotten there the last few years, when you become the person who hosts. Yeah. And it's, it, it's look, it's, it's more work. It's all that kind of thing. But there is a... There, there's a certain liberating thing that's very positive. It's a home game. Yeah, it's a yeah, home yeah. Game. You're, I mean, yeah, you got to might light the grill. You might have yeah, to do, yeah, listen, you do whatever, but hey, it's cool. You got to put in the prep. You got to put in all – yeah, we, we all get that. But you know what? <laughs> it's like the Saints in the Dome in the early 2000s. Like, hey, you know, <laughs> everything's good. Do you actually ask for anything for Christmas for yourself? No. Um, yeah. Aaliyah got some things that were good. Uh I ended up getting a computer, it, but you know, I, I did the math. It's like, that's when you realize you're getting old when you're like, this computer's not that old. Then you do the math. You're like, I got that six years ago. I can't believe mine is still holding up. And I've been telling myself, Hey, you need to get another one because it's going to die on you. Just telling you yeah. it's going to die. And I haven't done it. And I'm, 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 I'm fearful now to the point that I'm using Dropbox like a fiend because I'm just constantly backing up everything and trying to make sure it's there. Cause I, so, I know it's going to go out, but it's still working. So this was a new one. Obviously for those that don't know, I'm a member of the cult. Uh, I am a Mac guy. Um, this was the first time I got a new one and I didn't migrate it. I was like, you know what? Cause like now, you know, now all your, you know, I'm sure if you hack into my Google Chrome, you got everything. Like I'm mm-hmm. just done. But now like it's you know all your word processing is all saved on a Google Drive. Like everything I've do- done is like on some kind of cloud, and so I was like, you know what? I don't really want to cram all the files from my old computer. Like it still functions. Like I'll keep it and I'll back that up if I need it. But I didn't even you know I'm I'm essentially going in like with a brand new computer here, like completely blind. I don't hate that at all. There's a lot of positives to that. You, you it's kind of I will tell you this. I I it's free. It's very yeah. free. How many Apple products do you use on a weekly basis? So are you like even, all in? Even though I'm a member of the cult and I was like the first member, particularly in my family, of the cult, we went to dinner last night. I'm the only one. I don't have the Apple watch. Okay. I'm the only person without an Apple watch. So I've just like, I've never been an iPad guy. Um, Cause I like having a keyboard. So I have a phone, a computer, and then we have Apple TV. That's it. AirPods. I have AirPods, but then one of them started randomly not charging, and mm-hmm. I went back to my Bose. And also, my Bose are better for the winter because they're over the ear. And so when I go out and walk Carly, uh, I'm not nearly as miserable. I, I I've got the AirPods, but I am I'm I'm weird, and it's become weirder by the year. I have a ton of Bluetooth headphones, and I have like a different pair for every purpose. Yep. Where nope. I have like seven different Bluetooth headphones. So sure, I have AirPods, but I really only use them walking around the house, like listening to an auto audio book or a podcast. That's it. Nothing else, for the most part. Yeah. And then there's always that weird like, did they charge? Did they not charge? I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm. I don't necessarily know if it's like woke on my bet. My phone just randomly, like all of a sudden it's like the battery lasts 30 minutes. Cause they have new phones I'm, out. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just going to, yeah. I mean, you, they did, like it was proven. People thought like, Oh, the, 
the nut jobs are at it again. No, it was proven when you downloaded the new software. Like they had to they had to pay. Like that they, they would slow your phone down. Like it's all design, it's all just a racket. Now when you get Aaliyah got a new Apple Watch, it doesn't even come with like the only charger is a cord, because that way you they, you have to go buy the block from them. Like it turns out to be the number one market cap company in the world, you got to do a few things that shall we say um are unethical at best. It, it's probably why I think one of the biggest Christmas things nationally was one of those like multi-use docking stations that has an area for all the different Apple products. Well, the, like this know, is the year that just completely blew up. Like I was telling Aaliyah, like I'm, I, I I'm a good case study. I've had just about every version of their product to a certain degree. Like it used to be when you got a new computer, they would give you the charger. They'd give you the big block. And remember they would give you, the two options like of the clip you could have the Mm -hmm. the cord extender or just like the the short little the short little one now they'll give you one cord and it's like that thing's gonna last six months and it's gonna fry the only positive is you can pick up new ones like fairly cheap at like walmart and stuff because i've had that happen i've had them go out and go oh hell what am i gonna do i'm not kidding you though like that's that's fine but it's like dude i still have for my old the black MacBook, like that I had when I went to college, Ooh. that charger still works. Oh wow! Like that's that's my problem. It's not it's not necessarily whether or not I can go get it cheap. It's like no, the one used to be high quality. Like now it's just kind of yeah, you know, everything's made in some sweatshop in Asia. No. Last thing before I actually get to football, how are you? Uh, how oh, you hold on, that was another year? one. I, that was another yeah. one of my favorites. Uh, when you now open up your MacBook, it just says "designed in California." Oh, did it really? Yeah, it's designed. Yeah, what what do you, what do you leave it out there, guys? What, what oh, I didn't you, know that. I loved that. I was like, that is a tell your story. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. No, I have not. Uh, I have designed not designed in California. Yeah. How are you uh, coordinating your day with the little one? Your own dad duty this week. How are you working today, or are you really? Uh, so we uh, we usually get the week after Christmas, they usually give it off to us. And then uh, we run bowl games. So I'm not really all I'm having to coordinate is uh, keep her alive. Um, Aaliyah has this schedule and I more like, like, it's basically like, she just hands me like a spreadsheet. She's like, do this. And I do that. So really, yeah. So, uh, and then I think we were going to go meet her for lunch, but the, the lunch spot Aaliyah picked out, I love it, but it's also an outdoor seating spot. And it's like, sweetie, it's 44 degrees. That's a no, especially yeah. for your boy. Yeah, that is uh, – oh, don't worry. I've already – my my thought process on that one, though, is she'll realize when we get there, she doesn't want to be cold either. Uh-huh. So – but, like, it's like I like the place that we're going, but it's it, it's it's just kind of like, all right, you got you to gotta let – we're at the point now in Aaliyah's life where you got to Like you have to treat her kind of like she's like 11 and you've got to let her realize like arguing with her is not going to get anyone anywhere. So you just have to let her come to the realization of this was a mistake. Very much a show me situation at this point. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We, are, we are very much in show and tell. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Uh, Who's going to win this football game on Saturday? I mean, what do you make of this thing? I mean, let's take out the whole motivation thing. I don't think it's yeah. higher for one team or another or anything else. We got some opt-outs, but I mean, I'm excited about it just on the contrasting styles, uh, all that kind of crap. What do you see on this thing? 
I was trying to think about this. When is the last time – is the last time Ole Miss played a Big Ten team, Indiana, and that was like barely a Big Ten team? Yeah, that's a COVID thing. I mean, they've only played like three ever. So the few times that I've watched Penn State, I ended up watching a ton of Penn State early in the year, and then as the year went on, I got very bored with them. Like It was like once you realized they played Ohio State and they could not move the football at all, it's like, okay, well, this is like that's a team that's going to go 10 and 2 and they're going to lose to Ohio State and Michigan. And it's exactly what happened. Um, I mean, basically, opt out wise, what they're the linebacker. And then what about the tackle? Is he opting out? No, I, I have not seen where he has opted out. I saw a defensive end is in. He's going to play the other one, not chop. He's out. And then they had, uh, and they had a tied in on the offensive side of the ball, I believe. I think that's right. So, it seems like we're heading towards a good bowl game, right? Where it seems like, for the most part, both teams are going to be playing, um, which is what you want as a sports fan. Offensively, they're very challenged. I don't. I think Drew Ayler is like new Christian Hackenberg. Where Ooh. if you see him in if you see him in shorts and t-shirts, you're like that kid looks like a big, strong Penn State quarterback. And then you watch him play, and you're like, eh, this is not for me. Um, defensively, they're very physical. Um, I mean, you can make the argument probably the two real physical defenses that Ole Miss saw this year, Alabama and Georgia, gave them a lot of problems. I guess you could make an argument that Ole Miss handled A&M pretty well and they were physical up front, but I think this defense is overall – It'll at worst be the third best defense they've seen. Um, it just feels – it's kind of funny. Like, we always think about Kiffin and throwing the play card up and all the exciting offense. Almost this year kind of – like, they would – they won a decent amount of – like, by the standard of what we're used to, a decent amount of rock fights. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of think that's what's going to happen here because I just don't think – Penn State is explosive enough to turn this into some sort of a track meet. And Ole Miss has done a pretty good job this year of whatever the kind of the the style of game that they need to get into to win the game. They've been able, like they've been comfortable playing both. Like we've seen them win rock fights. We've also seen them win the LSU shootout. So my expectation is just because Penn State can't get into that type of game that we're going to see kind of a rock fight. I don't know. I mean, I've, I personally have thought Ole Miss is going to win this game pretty much the entire time. But, you know, I mean, I do not think Ole Miss has seen this type of team that will be this physical up front. I just kind of trust Ole Miss. If you're going to have to be a one-dimensional offense, which is more or less what Penn State is, like, if, like I feel pretty good about Ole Miss stopping the run if they don't have to worry about the threat of the pass. And then offensively, I mean, I kind of think like the state game was like the perfect game. Ole Miss was not playing well. Ole Miss couldn't block. But I just kind of trusted at a certain point, Kiffin was going to be able to scheme up something. And you Mm -hmm. got the pre-scoring fourth down play. I just kind of think it's going to be a similar type game, maybe played in the 20s. I mean, Ole Miss offense was going to try to play it on the edges, right? You stay out of the middle. You stay out of the ball. You you, you create a lot of one-on-ones. Yeah, I mean, that's what they want to do. And and to Penn State's credit, like, you know, they 
Ohio State, they didn't lose to Ohio State because Ohio State just lit them up. Like, in the end, they lost to Ohio State because Ohio State had Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, when you watch that game, it was like, oh, these two teams are the same, except that team's got Marvin Harrison and they can't cover him. So, this don't do not misconstrue it for Ole Miss fans out there. Like this, this defense is legitimately good, uh, but I just kind of trust that Penn State's not going to be able to like run away and hide from Ole Miss. And I just I, I think kind of in the end, like it also kind of boils down to which quarterback would you rather have? And I'd much rather have Jackson Dart than have than have Drew Ayler. Will Ayler actually run much? Uh, I would be surprised. I mean, he doesn't move particularly well. I mean, he was, that was the thing that was interesting. It was like, he was billed kind of as like a, like a big guy that could move, but man, every time I'm watching this year, I'm like, that guy can't move at all. Well, and it's like, why Jackson I didn't, definitely well, I, I didn't, I understood the size, but like they compared him, you know, like the old, the old Miss defenders compared him to KJ yesterday, but KJ moves better than he does. A thousand percent. Yeah. Like, he runs like KJ when KJ's hurt. <laughs> I think the over under is perfect. Is it forty nine right now? That 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 passes the smell test. It I, you know forty five I mean? like, and a half, and it's already up four and a half points or three and a half points. I just kind of think this game's going to be in the twenties. Uh, yeah, yeah, the more really time like, that goes on, 27, 20, 27, 24, crap, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And again, like, I, I listen, I'm not, I, I could be uh, wrong a thousand percent, but it's like, that's just kind of the, when I've watched Penn State play against quality opponents, that's, that's the type of game that they always end up getting into. Oh, they do not have, oh, they, Penn State does not have, Penn State does not have the guys to win like one on, like, they can't get into a track meet because they, they don't have the receivers. Like, when you watched Penn State go up against good teams, you're like, oh, their receivers are just like B minus at best. I get that I'm assuming on both teams here because we haven't actually seen the game, but it might be the first bowl game in a while where Ole Miss and its opponent are both pretty locked in and at fairly full strength. Because you go through Ole Miss's recent bowl games, like things happen or whatever. They haven't just played a normal bowl game where both teams seem to care. I, mean, I guess uh, maybe Oklahoma State in 15, but they were, Ole Miss was just so much better. It did not matter. I felt like Ole Miss cared against Baylor. The problem well, the was – crowd gets hurt. There's no crowd gets hurt in yeah. the second quarter. But, like, I mean, if I tell you the same yes. thing, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of a similar setup to this. Like, well, Jackson gets hurt in the second quarter, then I feel very yeah. differently about the game. And Indiana uh, cared. They didn't have their quarterback. Penix was out. Correct. Um, uh – Last year, Ole Miss is going to have the crowd. Ole Miss did not care last year. Uh, That's it. And then honestly, like that. I mean, then they what? Their then their last bowl game was the fifteen, right? Yeah, the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, I mean that was what they went what five years without a bowl game. Is that right? Yeah, the sixteen, seventeen, eight, four seasons. Sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen seasons. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the. I think I think most people like I think the fact that this game's not at the Georgia Dome helps, but like I do think it does seem like some Ole Miss fans, particularly my family, have a little bit of a TCU PTSD. Ooh. To which to which I reminded them, I was like, 
well, I could be wrong, but I don't think this team's going to be at the strip club at 5 a.m. before kickoff. No, I think they're going to be a little more locked in than that 14 yeah. roster at this uh, yeah. at this juncture. Uh, hitting some SEC games, maybe some other stuff the rest of the uh, time, because we won't talk to you again prior to the playoff games. Uh, Clemson, Kentucky, any quick thoughts there? Uh, so that is also a who the do the we, Tigers we are fi- favored by seven, by the way. No, it's down did to four we, and a half, actually. Did we ever figure out if does Stoop still get bonuses based on winning mediocre bowl games? I'm, I'm sure he has small ones, yeah. No, 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 but like, he used to get like contract rollovers, yeah, because they, they basically graded their own program on a curve. I actually would argue they graded their program pretty honestly, where the well, curve starts. Where the curve started coming in was when Stoops realized six wins is what is viewed as success. He started scheduling to make sure he always got six wins, which hey, all the power to him. Look, it's the issue with this is that Kentucky played a season where they were not their normal identity. I did. I thought yeah. they were pretty soft. I know they beat Louisville, but they weren't very good. They never were. A no, I, I totally agree. Anyway, they they were not the normal team, and yet. What is Kentucky actually paying him for? Because he's making $9 million a year to, even in this new schedule situation, or maybe because of this new schedule situation, they're going to have a lot of seven, eight-win seasons. Like, are you really paying $9 million just to be a little above average? Uh, I mean, it's it's the classic. He hits their ceiling, in my opinion. Like, so, but, I mean, to a certain degree, it's like, okay, you're paying for him to go above the ceiling. But at the same time, it's like, I don't – Kentucky's never going to abandon basketball and go all in on football. Like, that's just not going to happen. So, yes, you do wind up with this awkward situation where you're paying him like he is a national championship coach, but you can't win a national title there. I would also argue, though, I don't think he gets enough – I think there's, like, this weird – Oh, this guy never wins the big game. I think as soon as he leaves, whoever replaces him, I think it's going to go back to reminding you, oh, yeah, that's what Kentucky football is. So maybe that's what it's it is. Just, is they, they are paying a premium to be mid-level relevant. And you also have to look at it this way. He fills that stadium up. He does. And so at a certain point, yeah, you're, you're, you are paying a premium – but I also would argue at Kentucky, you're going to have to pay a premium to keep like relevancy. It's just, you know, he and Lane got those contract, those new contracts basically at the exact same time with the same money. And you went, God, they have a different level of what's needed here for the same, yeah, in the same conference. Yeah. I would, I just, I just think they're very different jobs. Like, yeah. In the end, like, in the end, Ole Miss is going to always prioritize football over basketball. Like, we are at this unique spot where it feels like they're having success in both. Um, and when I say success, I mean recruiting-wise. Um, but, like, in the end, it's it's there's a clear pecking order, and Lane's going to always be ahead of Beard in that pecking order. It is the it's the thing. I mean, look, Beard has done a really nice job getting his own donors, collecting a lot of money himself working through things. They've obviously put a ton of money in the Grove Collective for all sports. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's the most fascinating thing is every dollar Lane gets, the dollar Beard's not getting. It's just hard to be elite at both. I mean, well, I mean a ton of I, buy-in. I mean, this is the other thing. Like, 
you know, I, I know Ole Miss kind of had to like to reset in baseball, but it's like, I don't know. Is Ole Miss baseball still going to be Ole Miss baseball in this new era when you have teams that are willing to spend five, six million dollars on a baseball roster? Like, like I, I found myself wondering, it's like, do you tip your cap to Ole Miss and Mississippi State for? Honestly, I think you can make the argument the last two opportunities to win national titles in this in this world that we're talking about, they might have both cashed in at the right time. You're about to see such a competitive SEC in baseball that it's yes. going to be hard to exactly know because, I mean, look, Ole Miss spent a lot of money. They had a very successful transfer class, and I'm, I'm doing it off the top of my head. I'm going to assume Ole Miss had the fifth best class, something like that, yeah. in the country. But the other four are all in your league. And Correct. a couple of them are spending like crazy to the point that, I mean, it's why you have to make Hoover where every team goes. Because in this new league with Oklahoma and Texas, it, you can be an Omaha caliber team and finish 13th in the SEC. And I'm not bullshitting. I think 13th Look, right. Like Ole Miss's national title year, they they were literally the last team in. Yeah. So I think, yes, from a from a year by year, you know, because Mike for 20 years prided himself on regular season wins, consistency, they getting never to the suck. tournament, being that guy that for all teams, frankly, that's going to be really freaking hard to do now. It's just a new era. That 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 is going to be very difficult to achieve. It is going to be about maximizing opportunities when you get them. Yeah. And to me, like that makes all the sense in the world because you're talking about and honestly, probably it's gonna be like, hey. It's kind of like in football when the schedule falls your way. It's like, all right, this is the year we got to get it. And it's like lining up. It's trying to figure out like lining up the team with the schedule. And that, you know, that's a huge part of that's a huge part of football success is when you get the schedule, you got to have the right team because there have been plenty of examples of, you know, we can go through Ole Miss teams and do the math of like teams that had like, I was thinking about this on uh whatever, Tuesday, when they had the artist formerly known as the Motor City Bowl. Mm-hmm. Think about how much talent was on that 1997 Ole Miss and Marshall teams. Like, you had Randy Moss, Chad Pennington, you had Deuce, like, defensively, you know, John Avery. Like, you had probably, what, 10, 11 pros in that game? Like, in good yeah. pros. And, you know, that was the Motor City Bowl, like, in 1997. And now... It, we're, I'm watching the quick lane bowl and I've got five and seven Minnesota and I'm having to watch this guy. Apparently they, they just decided like, eh, this nurse is hot enough. Let's just focus on her. And uh, this kid that's thrown the ball five times for 25 yards, we're going to act like this is a great, amazing story. Uh, and it's just, it's man, that's like, that's kind of where we are in college football. It's like, I don't know what matters anymore. <laughs> It's all year to year. It's like, you know, think about that. Think about the 99 Ole Miss team. Was it 99? What was the year they lost four games by like 19 points? Took a break in the podcast. Tell you about GNM Pharmacy. That's in Oxford or Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs. They got their high-dose flu shots for any patient, especially patients over 65. Most clinics typically give standard dose to all patients. So they highly recommend 65 and older come get a high-dose flu shot from them. They also have the RSV vaccine. That's an extra level of protection for those who need that. You can get those vaccines by appointment, which makes getting in and out super easy. Just give them a call to schedule. That's 662-236-2222 for GNM and Oxford. Or again, 662-252-2321 in Holly Springs. 
Podcast also brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. It's getting close to the end of 2023, so if you need to make year-end donations for tax purposes, the foundation will walk you through their philanthropic giving initiatives, whether it's the Vol Society or Empower. Both initiatives give you a tax-deductible way to support the Champions Now campaign, or if you're working on estate planning, call the foundation to discuss Forever Ole Miss. For information, that's 662-915-7159 or give to athletics.com. also want to tell you that Prime Shrimp is giving away free shrimp for an entire year. Entire year, free shrimp to one lucky rebel. Here's how to enter. Go to primeshrimp.com slash mpw. You place an order, any order, do anything you want. Use promo code JUICE. That's J-U-I-C-E. Take 20% off your order and be entered to win. You can place additional entries by posting your shrimp on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with quote with the hashtag primeshrimp and hashtag mpw. So winners will be chosen on January 31st. Get your orders in now. Again, free shrimp for a year, primeshrimp.com slash mpw. And then also shopstyleassembly.com. You can still use that code RG15 through the end of the year. Remember, if you uh, maybe didn't get the Christmas gift you wanted for the uh, four percenters out there, or if the uh, lady in your life needs a little extra something, shopstyleassembly.com. You can go online, take care of it. You get free shipping over a uh, certain price point as well. And that's code RG15. For your own 15 for your online order. So again, shopstyleassembly.com, code RG15. I think it was 99. Was that a year they started like six and one and finished whatever they yeah. finished? Uh, Cut did that a couple times. You had the, the Alabama, the year where like 2002, they had a good start. Florida, I remember the goalposts came down and then they limped home. Um, that sounds about right. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. 
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Uh, so you're not gambling on Clemson, Kentucky. At least you wouldn't recommend a bet there. If, Sorry, you're probably gambling on it, but you're not recommending I'm, a line. I'm not game. gambling yet. Um, okay. If if I do, honestly, it's probably going to be – I think Clemson actually – I think it's fun to make fun of Clemson. Clemson and A&M are kind of the same thing where people really enjoy making fun of them. I think Clemson was actually a pretty good team that kind of was unlucky. Like they had some turnover problems. Like I, I don't think – I don't think Clemson was nearly as bad as their record. And to your point that we were making earlier, I don't think Kentucky is as good as their seven and five Kentucky. When you watch them play, like, I didn't even think that was a seven and five. Team. When they're down to four and a half on the line, I really like Clemson here. Yeah. It's just such a small line at that point. Uh, Missouri, Ohio State. Ohio State now at three and a half. It opened at six I, and a half. Now at three and I a half. Have, I have flip flopped back and forth. When this. When this game first was announced, my instinct was, oh, take Missouri because it's going to be their Super Bowl. And then I'm doing the same thing that I always wind up. Ohio State kind of falls into the Alabama category for me. If you're going to make that line so small, I'm just going to sit there and go, all right, I'll pay to see them. Because, you know, their they're, they're sophomore receivers are still going to be some of the best receivers. Yeah, you don't make seen. money betting on Ohio State to lose football games. Correct. Correct. Unless they're playing Michigan. Like, well, to me, right. it's like – it's. The only time I I am totally fine fading them, it's like when they go up against when they go up against people that at the line of scrimmage, their big people are better than. Like that's the only way. But this is not, and I know Missouri's pretty good up front, but I don't know this 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 screams to me a game that I'm going to let everybody else take Missouri. I'm going to take Ohio State, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Like I'll pay to see that. There are nearly forty opt outs. What the hell are we doing with the Orange Bowl? The line is at 19. I mean, if you're, I don't know. Like, don't you also, doesn't this also kind of feel like an orchestrated thing by Florida State of like, we'll show you? Yeah, we're like, just not sending anyone. Correct. Like, doesn't that kind of feel like this? This feels like tar- targeted and calculated. Like, and I don't kind of get like, I understand from a player perspective, whatnot, but like if I'm Florida state, I'm going in and I'm trying to win this game and I'm going to do what UCF did. I'm just going to claim my own national title. Sure. I mean, but like, I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's, it's still bizarre to me. I mean, I, I, it seems to me what Florida state is going to do is they are literally saying we will sit, we will see your ass in court for three years to fight this. Like right now, it's like they have like this mentality of like, let's just light money on fire. It's like to win. What is the problem with that? It seems like they're basically if you saying, win, what are you getting? I mean, theoretically you would like to get them to where a court says you owe $0 to leave this conference. It seems sure. highly unlikely to me. That, that is the case. Yes. It seems like to me, like your best case is to hope that maybe you only have to pay, what, half? I did love the Florida State attorneys, though, pointing out that they did not take Oregon State and they didn't care about Tier 1-level football and took Cal and Stanford instead. 
I mean, but the, the whole problem with their argument is it, everything reads like we signed a bad deal. Yeah. And it's like, we signed yeah, a deal with you not realizing how incompetent you were, and now you're incompetent and we're mad about it. Well, but then they also did they did one of my favorites. They went like full politician. Do you see them blame their own previous administration? Not the oh, no. not the that. swapper, like like there was like like one of the questions was like, Well, the previous president didn't do his you know, didn't do his due diligence and whatnot. It's like, oh my god, we we're literally blaming the previous administration. Like that is yeah. that's good stuff. That's that's the stuff. That's the stuff that all elite uh, legal arguments are based on. I can't, in any good faith, take Florida State to cover this, but I think it's just a no bet. Like I can't lay in twenty one. Georgia's got guys opting out. It's whatever. Yeah, Georgia's. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I'm with you. It's a no bet, but like if I have to bet it, I'm betting Georgia. Uh, because I I don't know how. I don't know how Florida State's going to complete a pass. Can Nussmeyer beat Wisconsin by 12? Probably. I mean, which there, there's how many how many of their receivers are playing? Yeah, I don't know. I have not seen opt-out stuff from them at all. That's still one to go. Uh, uh, we, we, we need to discuss this. Mm-hmm. Are we, uh, are we buying this, uh, you know, the only job Nussmeyer, or, or the only job Brian Kelly would leave for is Michigan? I, I get it that Fit wise, does that not reek of I kind of limped home and I need this fan base to I need this fan base to kind of get on my side. That I don't know. I, I my spidey senses went off when I started hearing those rumors. I was like, that I've seen that crap before. They were a national con- title contender that lost their three biggest games. Correct. I mean, at the end of the day, that's the season they had. That's what happened to them. Correct. Um he's not a and 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 he, with the Heisman Trophy winner, <laughs> he is a it's good not, coach. It's not like he's not a great fit there. He's just not. He's no, uncomfortable. The, They're uncomfortable with him. No, but the problem was all their money people, all their money people got so pissed about. Oh, Ed Orgeron is the perfect fit there because all their money people are like. Baton Rouge Country Club, and you know that's they don't see themselves in Ed Orgeron as the same thing. Yeah, Brian Kelly comes in and fits that crowd a little better, but you're now in this weird tug and pull of what's better, what's best. The the problem that I had though is it's not even coaching. It's like I've just never seen an LSU defense that had that little talent. Mm -hmm. Like that was shocking to me. Kelly in the meat grinder has not handled it well. It's just a different level of pressure than he's ever had. Well, and, you know, he's kind of – I think he talked about it after the Ole Miss game. You know, even at Notre Dame where they play a quote-unquote good schedule, the meat grinder is kind of what – kind of really, I think, the problem. It's like, all right, we we have to play at Ole Miss and at Missouri back-to-back. You don't look at that in the schedule and go – Man, those are going to be tough games. Turned out those were two tough games, like back to back. You know, you can't you can't throw in the man. We got to play the service academies. You know, you, you can't just kind of like schedule to where you can have some breathing room. It's you know, it's a grind. Alabama, Michigan, Texas, Washington, the playoff that is coming up. Uh, Alabama, Michigan, first, obviously at four o'clock central. 
on that day. And then Texas, Washington at 745. Those are on New Year's Day. Have you uh, changed opinions at all since the last time we discussed? Um, I think I'm getting more. I'm getting that Jalen Milrose scout. I don't believe in that kid. I, 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 I just don't. And Hey, you can I throw am, a hundy and get like really good odds on him winning the Heisman next year, Jeffrey. Come on, jump on board. No, thank you. Um, now, to be clear, I've been chasing this scout. That's fair. Since the, since the Texas game. Yeah. Um, at a certain point, maybe it's me. Um, I The way I look at this game is, yes, I think very highly of Alabama's defensive front. But I think Michigan's defensive front is going to give Alabama's offensive line more problems than Alabama's defensive line is going to give Michigan's offensive line. Because I think Michigan's offensive line is a lot better than I think uh, Alabama's is. And I think their defensive lines are probably pretty equivalent. I just think this is going to be a game where Milrow is going to have to make some throws. And I don't love McCarthy, but I would I would 10 times out of 10 trust McCarthy to make a throw than trust Milrow. And like, I really think like when I, I look back, Georgia – Kirby Kirby resorted to dumb dumb Kirby again. Like, you know, they came out and they threw the football down the field and they were moving it on them. And then it's just Kirby decides, damn it, we're playing Bama, we're gonna run over them. It's like, mm-hmm. yep, that's that's dumb. That's that's very, very dumb. Uh you played right in their hands. He made like some big plays. I just I don't know, man. Like he was pretty meh in that game, and I felt like people acted like he that he like saved the day. I'm having a hard time picking McCarthy in the game to beat Alabama for whatever reason. And then I think Corum is overrated relative to a little less tread on the tires than a year ago. I I agree with you on. He's lost. I agree, with you, I agree with you on point two. McCarthy does kind of have the moxie like the, I'm going to, I'm going to make this throw. Um, Honestly, another big part of this for me is I just cannot get over the fact that Alabama is going to be the single most public underdog and Vegas is not moving the line. Yeah. I mean, are they really telling us like, I don't know, but I mean, you know, hey, Michigan, Michigan's Michigan hasn't won this type of game yet. No, it's still the next step for him. And Alabama is definitely going to be comfortable in the environment. You going to take Washington in the five? Absolutely not. I've okay. listen. I've been a Huskies guy. Um, this kind of feels like where dreams go to die. Like Texas is, even though Texas is super gettable in the secondary, and you'd think great matchup for Washington. They're really good up front. I do not think Penix is going to have time to make that throw. I think he is going to be in hell all night. It feels hey, like I'm a difference telling, of styles that really benefits Texas because they can just grind this thing at Washington. 100%. I mean, I'm I'm telling you this, man. There's no way of knowing. I'm convinced, though, if Washington doesn't win that game, Georgia was getting in. Ooh. They were going to take Georgia, Georgia over Oregon. Correct. Yeah. By the way, I, I really like Oregon to cover the big line against Liberty. 
I do too, but at a certain point, it's like, on what's it up to? Nineteen. Uh, I will I say, got, this. I, I saw it at sixteen. So, Lanning, Lanning has a little, uh, little of that freeze in him when yeah. uh, he goes up and gets an inferior opponent. He loves to run it up. And Bo's playing. I feel like Oregon. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'll, I'll take yeah. that. It's just the line was just getting so big. Last thing, uh, we talked about it a lot because of Ole Miss' success in the transfer portal, picking up Walter Nolan and revamping this defensive line. I think they have picked up probably six starters from uh, other SEC programs on the portal so far, something like that. Uh, where, where are you setting the over-under for Ole Miss next season? Is it nine and a half? Is that too big because they maximize say, you... the 10 and 2? My thing is, do I think that can be a playoff team? Sure. Do I also think that that team could lose four games? Yeah. I mean, schedule-wise, what, they're going to be favored? There is a very decent chance they're favored in 10 games. I wonder if they'll put it a flat nine. Because they're going to be fa- – like, you got the four non-cons, so you're 4-0. and oh. You're obviously Maybe you put Kentucky it a flat nine and, and juice juice one one. Man, I don't know. Maybe maybe nine and a half. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. It's like, God, what a different world we're in. Like, the fact that this conversation exists and it's not insane is just. I mean, Neil's right. The reality is. If it happened, but what's his year? If it happened before 2020, it doesn't matter. Yeah. He's 100% right. There is a decent chance that, barring some crazy results or something unexpected as of December 28, 2023, Ole Miss is favored against everyone except Georgia at home and LSU on the road. Yeah. Because they, they can get be Oklahoma, Oklahoma at home. At home. Yeah. I, I guess that's the point is yes, they maximize, but remember, I mean, you know, I'm just telling the audience. Totals aren't about what you're going. It's what about what the perception is. And the perception well, they're that trying to get, wins a lot of games. They're, they're trying to sit there and go, we want as, mi- as much money on each side because we'll make our 10% and move on. Furman, Middle Tennessee, at Wake, Georgia Southern, Kentucky at home, at South Carolina, at LSU, by week, Oklahoma, at Arkansas. And a little, I know Arkansas is probably bad, but at Arkansas between Oklahoma yeah. and Georgia is a little bit of a weird spot right there. Uh, Georgia at home, off at Florida, Mississippi State. I mean, it's a matter of did Ole Miss win coin flips because of luck? Or did Ole Miss win coin flips because they have an advantage? Like, in the end, I think Ole Miss has a very good coach. And while maybe he's not a first-round NFL guy, Ole Miss has a very productive quarterback. And they got into a lot of coin flips, and they won them. So – I can make the argument both ways. Like, a bounce here. I mean, we, we've talked about it, you know. If that Jaden Daniels pass is, what, six inches lower, mm-hmm. they lose to LSU. Like, I mean, you can do this all day. Um, but, I mean, like, that's that's kind of the thing. It's like when you talk about next year, it also – it seems to me like it also matters when you play teams – not so much who you're playing. It's like, it are you playing them when they're still motivated or are you playing them, you know, 
we talked about one of the weird advantages that Ole Miss had this year was they had all the injuries early. And so it kind of allowed them to navigate like their schedule. I do think where Kiffin smart is make the schedule as soft as possible at the beginning. Like I, I think if you're going to have to always be a portal heavy team, that's the way you've got to do it so that they can get momentum and gel early. Mm-hmm. But it really worked out for Ole Miss. It's like as everybody else was starting to get more and more banged up, Ole Miss started getting healthier. They started getting guys back. And so that that also played that played into their success this year. It's like, I don't know, can you can you really <laughs> schedule injuries? <laughs> but it's one of the reasons why I like their schedule is that you're gonna play Arkansas and Florida on the back end after they lost a lot of football games. I mean, I, I get the you- sandwich is not good there, but I'd much rather do I get the weather and all that stuff. But Arkansas is going to be a more competitive team probably on September 14th than on than November 2nd. I Listen, I, also, I'm an idiot, and I get a ton wrong, and I acknowledge that. I have never been more right about someone than I was about Billy Napier. Remember when I was, like, throwing my hands up? Why is the whole world stopping for this guy? Has anyone watched Lafayette play? I have. They. I don't know how he hoodwinked everybody. This idea that this idea that, like, he was – remember, like, say, this is the closest thing we've ever seen to Saban. And it's like, have y'all watched them play? His teams always look poorly coached. Like, oh, there were – I mean, there were stakeholders in Oxford that wanted him over Drinkwitz and Kiffin. I mean, it's unbelievable how the entire world stopped at that one – like, that one coaching cycle for him. I mean, good for him and good for Jimmy. Like, they're going to get him paid, but, like, do you think he's still coaching them at that point? No, I think it's very possible he's done. Because, look, I I, I don't like them at all. They've got Mertz back. I guess he's the starter as of December 28th, as I said. Well, they let the other kid go. I mean, dude, there's a chance that we keep talking about those final five games that are probably all losses. But there's a chance they can lose one, two, three, four, five, six of their first seven. I mean, they're probably not. I'm not saying Florida's about to go one and eleven, but show me the guarantee here. Miami, Samford, AM, Mississippi State in Starkville, UCF, Tennessee, Kentucky, and then Georgia, Texas, LSU, Ole Miss, and Florida State. No, I I I actually think there's probably a better chance than not that he's not coaching the Ole Miss game. Yeah. Because no, we've it, talked it, about it's it's that a fan base, that fan base for whatever reason, flies under the... We always talk about insane fan bases. And I think it's just because everyone's like, well, Florida's won national title. Yeah, they won a national title with Steve Spurrier and Urban Meyer. Steve Spurrier won 10 games three straight years at South Carolina. Mm -hmm. Steve Spurrier got Duke football ranked. Like, an urban, terrible human being, dude wins everywhere. Like, uh, this idea that, like, this Florida job is just an guaranteed winner. It's like, it's just so absurd. Like there's just as many coaches that get fired after two years there as they have have won national titles. Does Strickland get to make the hire? Does Strickland get to make the hire? That's, that's what's more fascinating. Yeah, probably one more. Right. It didn't feel like he's out. He'd be 0 for 2. Yeah. 
And he's on the back of Foley, who's a god. Correct. Who also, God, I need his PR team. Yes. That guy, that guy knew how to sell himself as a genius. So I can't get you out of here without at least mentioning it. Uh, Auburn and Maryland, you taking Hugh to beat the Terrapins? Oh, yeah. Hugh, by the way, okay. what is Talia opting out for? Oh, I didn't see that. Talia opted out. And <laughs> like, I'm, I'm reading the news going across on the air. I was like, for what? Like for his pro day? What's he opting out for? I don't even know if he's a combine invite. No. Uh, Grizzlies going to make the playoffs? I still think the math is bad. But if they do go 57-0 and 0 with John Moran, I do think <laughs> they probably make the playoffs. And it's very much on the table right now. I mean, it's still early. We're not even at the halfway point yet. They're only four and a half no. out of a... No, but the... I get the West is really good. I understand. It, it's not even necessarily that. It's like, look at the teams... They're going to have to pass one team that is going to be difficult, whether it's the Warriors. Oh, whether... you're pa- yeah, you're passing the Suns. Or... Right. That's what I'm seeing. It's, it's the math that bothers me, not necessarily the, the way they look. What is the 10 seed? I mean, I don't need you to look it up, but have you looked up, like, what is the 10 seeds win total from the last couple of years? Yeah, it's usually it's, – it's, they're going to have to get pretty damn near 500. Ooh. So that would have meant they'd have to go with Morant, 36 and so 36 and 21. Oh, I mean, again, they're on pace to win 57 straight games with Morant. That's um, true. They're 10 and 19 for everybody out there right now. And that's four and zero with Ja. Uh, but I mean, that's a, that's a pretty insane, like 36 and 36 and 21 would basically be, the same pace as either being the one or the two seed. Uh, if I said one of these two teams won the West, who are you picking? T Wolves or Thunder? I think I'm picking the T Wolves. Are you okay? I think I am. The too. Thunder, Thunder still feel like there the, yet. Yeah, and I think the T Wolves this year. I felt like the T Wolves look like what we thought they were going to be last year. Mm. Like it took them a year. They needed to get Conley. Conley gives them stability. Uh, and then Gobert's playing well. Yeah. That is uh, Jeffrey Wright. Again, Neil has coverage of the Peach Bowl. He is there in Atlanta. We'll talk to him later on today, I think. Uh, again, appreciate Comer uh, Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating for their help, their partnership with our Peach Bowl coverage this week. Again, Ole Miss and Penn State, 11 o'clock Central, Saturday from Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz Stadium for that one. So for Jeffrey, Chase, talk again soon.